We've talked a lot about grown sharks on Shark Tales, but what about baby sharks? Who doesn't love baby animals? Just imagine those cute little things swimming around the ocean, just being little baby sharks, singing do 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 Wait, they eat each other in the womb? Really didn't hear that part in the song. Well, I have James Sulikowski here from Arizona State University to go over crazy facts about shark babies, how researchers are monitoring the moms, and why young sharks probably want to steer clear of their fathers. So I'm here with Dr. James Sulikowski from the, he's a professor at the Arizona State University. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Th thank you for joining us. Now today, we're going to be talking about being a parent, not just being a human parent, but being a shark parent. Uh, you study a lot of uh, research around, you know, shark pregnancies, tracking their nurseries. Yeah. So one of the things that is really interesting for us is to link these novel technologies, right? Things like an ultrasound. And most people, when you think about an ultrasound, you think about, you know, a, a human female going and looking at how her, her baby's doing, right? Um, but until recently, we really couldn't do that in, in the field, right? In a marine and wet environment. But now we can, and it's opening up amazing opportunities for us to really understand um, sharks better and, and help to manage and conserve their populations. You give them a portable ultrasound. Uh, what is that like? What's the process like? It's, it's incredible. It's challenging. Uh, most people, you know, when they see shark research, it's in a beautiful tropical location. And we do go to those areas. Right. But uh, it's oftentimes rough weather, bumpy waters, cold. Uh, and so it's very challenging. Um, and you got to catch, catch the shark. And a lot of sharks we deal with are, you know, 11, 12, 13 feet long. So um, it's, it's exhilarating, it's scary, uh, but it's unbelievably rewarding. A lot of your uh, research is focused in the New England area? It is. So uh, we do a lot of work in New England. Uh, New England's a special place with me being there for, you know, almost 20 years. Um, but we also do a lot of work in the Bahamas. Uh, work with, uh, you know, Dr. Neil Hammerschlag on tiger sharks. We do work in Sea of Cortez, Gulf Mexico. So we're kind of all over the place um, looking at different shark species and how we can integrate our understanding um, of them uh, in these different locations. Now, a shark baby. I don't think I've really seen uh, a shark baby in the womb. Uh, are they cute? They're amazing. They're super cute. <laughs> you know, it's just like any baby uh, kind of creature that you see inside a mom. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's just like with everything. You look at a baby. I mean, I have a baby. Uh, your father as well. And you look at it. It's like, oh, I just want to hug you. Maybe not uh, a shark. Uh, that might be a very rough hug. That would be a interesting hug for sure. But we do <laughs> we do hug the sharks. You know, we got to restrain them sometimes and yep. give them extra TLC. But it's uh, it is pretty amazing when you when you put that ultrasound on the female and those babies just pop up. Now, what are you looking for exactly? Like, what are you studying when you're doing these ultrasounds on these pregnant sharks? What are you looking out for? So one of the things we're looking out for is, is the size of the babies uh, and also how many of them are uh, there within mom. And so that can give us an understanding of when she might give birth, uh, how many she's putting back into the population. And so all those uh things are really important to conservation. And before we had ultrasounds, I mean, we had to get this information by actually sacrificing or killing that female. And so oh. this is, it's tough when you think about killing a mom, right? Right. So this is why we're really keen on integrating this, this technology. You want to do no harm. You want to make as little impact as possible 
uh, on your research. That's absolutely right. And in fact, what we really want to do is kind of spy on mom, right? We want to <laughs> we want to track her. A baby yeah. monitor on a shark. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> that's the kind of cool part about it, right? Because we can kind of spy on her, uh, which you know some people might find creepy, but we find very exciting. And that we can figure out where she goes. And, and the, why that's important is because we can figure out areas she's spending lots of time and we can help to protect those areas. Right. So from whether, whether it's, you know, climate change or fisheries induced or even, you know, people just ecotourism, you know, how do we integrate it all together? Sure. So you, when you're knowing where the sharks are having their babies, then you can kind of focus on those areas, protecting them. And, you know, the more knowledge, the better when it comes to making policy. And I understand that you're using a lot of different kinds of technology to, to track all this. What do we got? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, um, you know, we have the ultrasound, right? That's the big thing to see if she's pregnant. And then if we put a satellite tag on her or an acoustic tag, we can actually follow her movements around. Uh, and we know where she spends these times, right? And mm -hmm. the cool part is this, is that this ultrasound, these are, they're amazing in that you can actually measure the babies, right? Just like, you know, uh, you go into a, a female goes in and she knows how big her, her growing embryo is like you did, right? Like, oh my gosh, in six months, it's this big. It's amazing. Yeah. So if we know the, that information, right, then we can kind of extrapolate out where, uh, she may be giving birth based on the size of, of little baby sharks that, that we know are swimming around out there. So it gives us all this great information um, to really fine tune um, how we manage these species. Now, in your studies, I know a lot of animals uh, act differently. You know, there's, uh, you know, humans, we take care of our babies a certain way. Some creatures like, hey, the baby's out, get out of my face, go swim away. Uh, but how, how is a shark mama? What does a shark mama act like? Uh, get out of my face, swim away. <laughs> Basically, some days, uh, some days I'm almost like that with my kid. It's like, oh, I love you. But like, I know, I know. <laughs> away, I know. Please. you know, that's kind of a bad rap yeah. uh, in a sense that she female sharks spend a lot of time and energy um, caring for their their pups internally. Right. So they're they're carrying them around. They're growing inside mom. Um, and that takes a lot of energy. Right. And so that is where she invests all of her time. And she also looks for areas that are safe right? To give birth. Um, it's like, you know, before, you know, COVID, you, a lot of people had um, taken their babies to daycare or nurseries, right? right. Same thing, concept, right? You're not just going to drop it off with, you know, a stranger. So we have to figure out where these areas are so that we can help protect them. So mom is, is actively, you know, seeking these places out. And after she's there and she finds that she's done all these wonderful things, then she's out of there and she lets the babies kind of go. These nursery areas typically are perfect environments for those baby sharks to grow up. And they're not so good for mom because they're, you know, shallow, too warm, not enough food for them. So they, um, she leaves and, and lets the babies kind of fend for themselves. Interesting. And I know, I know with, uh, with human mothers, you know, so when you have a baby, a lot of things change, uh, a lot of things change with hormones. And now does a shark's behavior change when they're pregnant? So that's, that's a very interesting question. So yeah. this, that is one of the things that we're really interested in, um, is that, is that, does it? So you mentioned hormones. That's a lot yes. of the work that we do too. And just like a, a pregnant human female, the hormones within her fluctuate over, over the pregnancy. And the same thing happens in sharks. So uh, we want to figure out, you know, does mom become more, uh, you know, territorial? Does she become more protective? Um, does she, you know, become more solitary, seeking to get away from everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, kind of at that point. So those are some really important questions that we're really interested in, in asking. Um, and so it's all part of the puzzle, right? We're slowly putting pieces of this puzzle together. We're a long way away, but we're starting to understand a little bit better. What's been something that's been most surprising to you? I mean, how, how many years have you been researching these sharks and what are some things that really have just kind of blown your socks off? Some of the things that we're finding and um, w right now we've kind of developing this, some, some new technology. This is, it's a special tag. It's called an intrauterine tag. Uh, and, you know, we're at the final stages of that development. And basically you can imagine that we put this inside a female, she swims around, right? right. And when she gives birth, right? This tag pops out with babies. And so it gives us a precise location of where this occurs. Wow. What we're finding is that for a lot of these different sharks, these, and we're really interested in highly mobile, right? Like tiger sharks, white sharks, orbital, that, that, that typically don't have these real defined nursery areas. Um, we're, we're finding that for a lot of these moms, that their patterns are very repeatable much so these smaller coastal sharks that we know have these inshore nursery grounds. Um, and so how these areas change, you know, based on, you know, uh, you know, climate change and other things are really important for us um, to understand. And now we've been focusing a lot, which is, you know, when you, ha when you have a pregnancy, uh, a lot of the focus on the mother and it should be because it's very difficult. I've, I've seen the process. I, I, I helped with the process and it is difficult, but what about daddy? Where's daddy in all this? Daddy is, absent <laughs> so, so sharks uh sharks aren't the just stick around fathers they just kind of no, go off do no, their own well, thing no they do in fact it's not good to have dad around dad will probably eat the babies oh um, that's bad news <laughs> yeah that's bad news sharks are <laughs> sharks are uh, you know it's a dog eat dog world you know if you're smaller you're you're, you're food um it doesn't matter if you're the same species uh opposite sex it doesn't really matter you know uh, so typically what tends to happen is that Males and females segregate yep. by size and by sex um, and only tend to come together during the mating season in, in big groups. So um, there, oftentimes you find um, huge disparities in, um, in sex ratios. Like in New England, for example, if you were a, a charter guy going out and you know, want to go do a little bit of shark fishing or, or whatnot, you would probably catch 100 blue shark males to, to one blue shark female. Huh. Um, and, you know, you get these big, 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 big segregations. And um, it has a lot to do with just the violent nature of sharks. You know, some lay eggs, uh, some have that placental attachment. Uh, some sharks actually eat, uh, you know, mom keeps ovulating eggs and they eat those for nutrition. Um, some grow up like a chicken, right, with a yolk. And when that yolk is gone, they give birth. Um, and then you have sort of the ultimate predation, ultimate predator, and you have, uh, uh, the first baby shark to sort of develop teeth uh, starts eating, you know, its siblings and, and everything else that's kind of in in that in that womb. That's brutal. That that, that brings a new uh, a new meaning to sibling rivalry. That's the ultimate form, right there, of sibling rivalry. Right. I mean, cannibal sharks. You know. Anything about the shark world that you're hyped about this year? Oh my god. Yeah. Where do I start? Mm. You know what I mean. So yeah. really cool stuff. So I say there's two two real, real exciting things for us. One is that uh, we have a huge expedition planned in in, this, in uh, October yep. for poor beagle work. And most people don't know what a poor beagle is. It's, we call it a phantom because it, it's one of those sharks that, uh, you know, is very, you know, it's understudied, 
we know very little about its its kind of overall ecology and biology. Um, and so we have a huge expedition planned off the Cape, actually, uh, in October, where we're going to be triple tagging these sharks, looking at ultrasounds um, and, and really getting a better understanding of where these pregnant females are going, where they're giving birth uh, and how we can, you know, better help them and preserve and, and, um, and manage these individuals. So the cool thing, the thing about poor beagles, they're an endangered species in every other area of their distribution except for the United States. Interesting. Um, it's a species of concern, yeah, so, uh, or prohibited species. So in a sense that it's, it's managed, right, you can still land them, uh, but, uh, you know, there are stricter management regulations on it. So we're really interested in, in linking this all together for the species. Um, and so that's a, that's a major component. And then we have a lot of uh, actually white shark research in the Sea of Cortez. And so we're really excited about that, working with um, our Mexican colleagues uh, and NGOs. Um, and that's, uh, that's a big part of what we're kind of excited about. Especially around here, the white, the great white sharks, they're the ones getting all the attention. They're the ones making the headlines. But the poor little poor beagles, you know, they they, they matter. And, you know, like you said, they're in danger. They're, there's there's things we got to know about them in order to save the species. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, we do here in the United States, we have a great man. The National Marine Fisheries Service does a great job of, of managing our populations. And um, so we work with them you know, on these questions. And so it's, it's exciting to, to have that part of it and, um, you know, learn more about this, you know, underrepresented, understudied species. Is there anything that I didn't ask about that you really want to talk about that you're excited to share? Yeah, I mean, I think that what's, for me, looking at how we're building off these former studies, right, and this other research, uh, and that as a scientist, you always want to push the edge. Right. Right. You always want to, you know, do innovative and new ways of, of understanding a species. And the thing is this data that's, you know, any data that's 10 or more years old probably should be reevaluated, you know, given all our technologies, given climate change, given fisheries, given, you know, us as a human race, how we're impacting the environment. So it's all new and exciting. So for, for new marine scientists or, or new scientists in general, you might think, oh, it's already been done. But to be honest, you know, it's it's all new, uh, and it can all be done better. So to you know, keep keep that charge. Excellent. Well, you sound like you have a lot of passion, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be spying on those babies. We're gonna seeing what they're up to, and checking out the poor beagles. And I wish you luck at the research. It uh, sounds like it's gonna be an awesome time. Yeah, we're excited. We'll keep you updated. It's gonna be. Uh, I tell you, we've got some very exciting stuff coming down the pipe. So check back in for sure. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Shark Tales. We have more sharky things with the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy on our NBC10 Boston website, Instagram, and YouTube channels. If you liked what you heard, leave us a nice review, and maybe I won't sing Baby Shark to end today's show. Uh, I might do it. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Nah, I won't. Catch you on the next episode.